All right, what is up, Kings Kona? So awesome to be out here. Woo! My name is Brendan Moscow. I'm here with the Eternal Riders. I work at Kings Maui at our extension in the North Shore. It's called Eternal Riders. And we are an action sports missional brand. We're committed to our community and the action sports culture throughout the world to bring the message of Jesus. Amen? Well, how many of you guys know the Bible talks about to give honor where honor is due? Well, bear with me. I'm going to give some honor where honor is due. Shout out to my beautiful wife and my son Maverick and the baby on the way for lending me this first Father's Day to be come out here and to bless you guys and to be able to spend time in the word with you guys. Thank you, dear. I love you. We'll be back real soon. I just want to say a big thank you to Dr. Morocco, our senior pastor, for believing in us, for supporting us and our ministry as we grow. Without him, we would not be able to be out doing what we're doing. Shout out to Pastor Hardy. Thank you. And Pastor Jacob, come on up here, man. I got something I want to bless you with. I got a t-shirt and I got a hat to go along with it. You guys have an amazing pastor. And I'm just so encouraged to see what God has been doing with you these past nine months. And they actually came from our Lahaina campus. And so we're super stoked to be here and to see this. And we're one church in many locations. And so, you know, this is like a sibling church for us. And it's so awesome to come and see you. So God bless you. Thank you for having us. And uh, I also want to honor Rylan. Where are you at, bro? If you guys don't know, Rylan's been our admin. He took care of getting us the zebra. If you guys don't know what the zebra is, it's that automobile out in the parking lot. Thank you, bro, so much. Dude, you killed it. You. And then I want to say a big thank you to a gentleman who is has a huge heart for the skateboarding community. He works at YWAM. Irwin, where you at? Yeah, give it up for Irwin. I got a hat with your name on it, bro. Yeah, man, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, future ER team rider, if you want it, we'll talk later. <laughs> so awesome. Well, yeah, so that little promo video you guys saw, it's from our Revelstoke campus. We actually are in five locations currently. We're in Maui, we're in Tahiti, we're in British Columbia, Revelstoke, we're in Denmark and New Zealand. And um, that promo is actually for our Next Level program. It's a program that we're going to be releasing. We were supposed to be releasing at the beginning of COVID, but that didn't happen. But next year, we're going to be releasing our NXL program. It's an action sports uh, program for those who want to step into a biblical studies with the action sports culture. And so we're going to be running that program between Revelstoke and our Hawaii campus. So follow us on our, our website and Instagram and Facebook if any of you guys are out there and you really want to pursue that culture with your ministry. We'd love to partner with you and to see what God has for your life. And I want to welcome you guys, our special guest for this morning. It's one of our professional riders, Beaver Fleming. He's a pro skateboarder. He's uh, one of the main members on the Nitro Circus. If you guys don't know what that is, Nitro Circus is a traveling action sports church. A bunch of motocross riders, BMXers, skateboarders, skydivers, they put on this amazing show in a stadium and it's just like an action sports show. It's super incredible. And so I'm so stoked to be able to partner with him to see the kingdom of God advance in the action sports culture. And that turnout that we had at the skate park yesterday was just so awesome. And we had such an amazing involvement. And uh, before I welcome him up, I want to show you guys one more clip. So check this one out. What's up, 
Turtle Rider Sam Beaver Fleming here, giving you guys, dropping in with the word. And the word I want to bring to you today is John 10, 10. And what that says is the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy is out there. He wants nothing more than to steal your dreams, kill your joy, and ultimately destroy your life. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That's a promise of Jesus. So if we accept him as our Lord and Savior, we're able to experience life and life to the full. God bless. All right, tip top of the 10 a.m. service. How we doing, church? All right. Well, it's not just going to be a good morning. I believe it's going to be a great morning. Are you all ready for that? We're in the house of transformation. So I don't want any person that walked in here to walk out the same way you came in. I want something to be transformed. I believe that God has a word for you. Might just be one, it might be a whole sentence, but whatever it is, God wants to do something new in you today. He's doing a new thing in your life, and it starts, it's already started, to be honest. I mean, how powerful was worship? Seeing the altar just full of people getting their breakthrough, tears shed, shame, guilt just broken in a moment. We're already experiencing freedom this morning, and that's something to be grateful for. So, I'm excited to be here with you guys. Brenda gave me a couple of shirts to give out as well, so we'll do that first. Who, who wears a large in here? One la- oh, all right. Boom. Who wears a small? Oh, we need a kid. Any kids wear a small? We got kid. Yeah, there you go. There's a little passion on the front row. That's what we want to see. Man, it really is an honor to be here with you guys, and just huge thank you to Pastor Jacob for opening this platform and letting me come up here and share a word, and Brendan, the whole ER crew, Julian, Irwin holding it down at the skate park. You guys have amazing, amazing community here. And I was excited because they said the Big Island, this just got done like a week ago. Like I was in Oahu and they told me we were going to come to the Big Island. I didn't even know on my journey out here we were going to be hitting it. But it just came through and I was like, man, God's going to do something special, saving the best for last. Y'all believe that? All right. You'll believe it hopefully at the end of this sermon. (laughs) No, I really felt uh, in my spirit when I was um, flying from Oahu to Maui to speak at the 6 p.m. service last Sunday, God spoke a word, and he said in the next two weeks, things are going to really look different on the islands, that there's going to be a massive shift taking place on the islands. I don't know exactly what that is, but I do feel, you know, just the urgency to share that word with you guys, because it's through his people that he makes great things happen. He could go ahead and sure, do something incredible, but he wants to do it in and through you so that we all get to be a part of building his kingdom. And so I want to encourage you guys with that because that was a week ago on Maui I delivered that, but that was two weeks, right? So that means it's going to be one week over here on the big island. And I can already tell God's in the spirit of acceleration on this campus, on this ministry that you guys have here. Just nine months And y'all are already growing to overflow at the 10 a.m. service. Like we're going to have to knock some walls down, take some more territory to just fill everyone that needs to be fed. So it's an exciting thing to be a part of. Um, Shout out to all the fathers as well. Happy Father's Day. I'm pretty sure my dad, Mike Fleming, is watching on uh, the stream right now. And I just got to honor him because he was truly such an incredible father and 
there's a promise in this beautiful book right here, the Bible, that says, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart. And my dad really trained me in that word and really encouraged me to take that word and get it on the inside of me so that I could go out and then live it and really set the example of what a man of Christ, what a follower of Jesus really looked like and was something that I inspired to be. So I just want to honor you, Dad. I thank you so much. I love you. Love you, Mom, too. If you, I know you're probably watching. Um, but yeah, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get into it. Sound good? All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give you honor today, every day, Lord, that we get to come into your presence is such a blessing. I thank you, God, that you've given us this opportunity to gather together as your children, as your church, to receive a word, Lord. I pray that your voice would speak through me, Lord, that I would be able to just deliver this word as clearly as you speak it, and that no one would leave this building the same way that they came in. We open our hearts to you, God, to do whatever you want to do. We give you permission to do something incredible in our lives this morning and transform this beautiful island, this beautiful place that you've given us. In Jesus' name, and everyone said... Amen. Amen. So with that theme of a father, I, I had a conversation with my dad this morning, and I, I really talked to him and asked, and like, I've had this dialogue with him for a while because I really am inspired by him. And so I, I know my time with my earthly father is limited. He's not that old, but I'm just trying to be aware of how fragile life is. My beautiful fiance, Gabrielle, she might be watching as well, but she lost her father last year out of nowhere. A heart, heart attack and car accident. Thank God no one else was involved, but out of nowhere. He wasn't even that old either, and it was just such a shock. And we never know, like, we never know how fleeting life is. I love, there's a psalm in this Bible, King David prays, God, show me how fleeting my life is that I might make the most of it. And it's so powerful if we can get that. We can get so caught up in, you know, our days and planning out years and stuff. But life is just a vapor. And then it's gone. But if we can have that awareness of how precious life is, how precious each and every moment is, we can turn it into something beautiful. And I believe that God wants to do. God is in the moments. It's not just here on a Sunday. But it's also going to follow you every single day of the week that you enter his presence. And that you activate the spirit within. So really kind of the things that my dad taught me that just really encouraged me and inspired me were really these values of, of a believer and the characteristics of a believer. And I challenged the church on Maui that in order for things to become different, we must become different. Because God's will is for revival. And I love that you're pressing in and you do the Sunday nights of prayer and worship and praying and believing for revival. And I know that's God's will. God's will is that none would perish, but all would come to repentance and all would come to have that relationship with him, that all would be saved. So us as believers, we need to take that as a charge to stand firm in our faith. In a world right now more than ever, through a pandemic, through all this craziness that's going on, all this confusion, all this deceit out there, do we even know what truth is anymore? For us as believers, to our brothers, to our sisters that are living in fear, we have to pull them up with our faith. We have to be the hands and feet of Jesus to this world. I love that quote. It's like, 
the only version of Jesus someone might see is through you. You might be that only person. So we have to take that as a charge to love on people. What's the characteristic of Jesus? It's love. God is love. In a world that just wants lust, that just wants to take, how about we give? The most famous verse in this entire Bible is what? John 3, 16. And it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. And I'm so thankful to partner with a brand like Eternal Riders. It's a brand about riding with purpose. So why do we go to the skate park to love on these kids? We go to the skate park because we believe that there's a reason they have the passion that they have, that riding a skateboard carries a purpose, that it's a God-given talent, that as they develop that thing, God's going to open doors for them to make an impact and change the world. And the action sports community is so beautiful. It really taught me how to, how to operate in faith. Because I grew up in a church. I grew up in Tennessee, actually. I know we got some North Carolina out here. Yee! There we go. Not too far. But I grew up, and the church I grew up in was, it was a beautiful church, but it was the place I was most discouraged in my dream to pursue skateboarding as a profession. Skateboarding wasn't popular at all there. I was one of maybe only like three kids that skated at my high school. And so when it came to church, I wanted to be a pro skater. Like, I remember we had this conversation, well, what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, well, I want to be a pro skater. And they were like, well, what are you actually going to do? You can't do that. And I'm reading in the Bible, you know, with God, all things are possible. And to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond anything I could ask or imagine. And I'm reading that, and then I just had to dare to trust God at his word rather than what the culture of the world said. And so that's what I want to encourage you guys with today. Because that's God's promise for each and every person on this beautiful planet. That he is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond anything you can ask or imagine. God has a plan for you. And it says his plans are to prosper you, not to harm you, but a plan to give you a hope and a future. So no matter where you're at right now, if you feel like your hope's been depleted, we're going to get that restored today. God wants you to dream again. This is what I really feel the word of the Lord is in this time. Because COVID shut a lot of things down, and we had to mask up. And a lot of people masked up spiritually, said everything's all good while inside they're tormented, while inside they're broken. But we're putting our Sunday best on, putting that face on to make it look like everything's all good. But inside it's crumbling, and we don't know what to do, and we're at our wits' end. We're desperate for that encounter with God. But I believe that this is a charge as a church to dream again. And I love that you guys have such a powerful vision to see this place continue to grow. It's only been nine months, and you guys are already at this level. Man, what's God going to do in the next nine? It's going to be insane. I can't wait to come back here in a year. And we're probably going to be in a new place because there's not enough room in here. <laughs> But that's the beautiful thing, and I just want to encourage you guys. Today is the day. All we have is right now. On that conversation with my dad earlier, I took a note because I asked him, so what would be something that you would want to, like, instill in me? Like, if there's anything you could leave me with, what would that be? And so he said, the world that we live in, we celebrate these 
big things like a Father's Day. Like we celebrate one day, but it's like, man, every single day is an opportunity. Every single day is a moment. And I remember having this conversation with my dad a couple years ago, and it really impacted me. He said, every day we have the opportunity to either be a hero to somebody or to be a jerk to somebody. But we all need that hero. And in my spirit, I was stirred with this verse that Paul says, and he says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So as believers, we're called to be Christ-like. We're called to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that the fruit of the Spirit is what the fruit of our lives are. What does that fruit look like? That fruit is love. That fruit is joy. That fruit is peace. That fruit is patience. It's kindness. It's gentleness. It's self-control. Are we operating with those fruits? When someone looks at our life, are they like, man, that guy knows how to love. That woman operates out of joy. She just has such a joyful spirit in her. Or do we operate with impatience, right? You get cut off in traffic. Oh, what time is it? We got to get out of here. We got to go. We get so impatient. All these things, like things are constantly biting for our attention. All these different social media, TV, whatever it is, how do we have time to listen and get a word from God with all the distractions? If anyone's taking notes, I got a great note right here for you. You ready? You ready? Okay. Distraction will take the traction off of your life. So if a train's going down the tracks and it loses traction, what's going to happen? It gets derailed and causes a lot of destruction. So our lives are similar. And if we get distracted, I'm trying to get this task done, but all of a sudden my focus is pulled this way, I'm not going to be able to operate that task as it needs to be done. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I talked about it in that video. He comes to steal your dreams. He comes to kill your joy and ultimately destroy your life. But he has two tactics that he does that with. One is distraction and the other is discouragement. See, if the enemy can't get you distracted, he'll try and get you discouraged and think about where you're not and who you're not. But like that beautiful song we sang earlier, I am a child of God. Yes, I am. I am who you say I am. I love that God looks at the heart. He looks at the heart. It's not about what we've done, but it's about who we are. For God so loved us. If it was only me on this earth, God still would have died to receive me back. If it was only you, if we can get back to that childlike faith, recognizing that our heavenly father is there. Maybe our earthly father wasn't there. And I don't know how to put myself in that position because I had such an incredible father that taught me and trained me and was someone that I could look up to. But for someone that didn't have that, I would encourage you, look to the father who is a father to the fatherless. That's his promise for you. He wants to be that. He wants to heal that. He doesn't want you to be trapped in the guilt and shame and regret and what you missed. He wants you to know what you have. For all his promises are yes and amen to those who dare to activate them. And I want to challenge you all because we're here today. Are you guys good for a challenge? All right. So this is the same challenge that I inspired the Maui campus to go on. When God said he, wants, he, he believes that things are going to be different, we've got to become different. In order to see something change in our lives, we have to first change. And then we'll see change in the world. So what I really charge them and what I want to encourage you guys is take the fruits of the Spirit and each and every night before you go to bed, 
Spend some time with God and just write down the different fruits. You got love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Ask yourself, how did I operate in those areas? Because that's going to let you know if the Spirit's alive in you and if you're activating that. As we draw near to God, he draws near to us, but it swings on a hinge. That's a beautiful verse in James. But it says first that we must purify ourselves. And that's a charge on us. Are we operating out of a place of purity? Because pure decisions create pure power in your life. I think if you just look even on social media, TV, you just drive down the street and see all these different ads, purity is not prevalent in our world. But it is in God's word. And I love this analogy, right? If I have this bottle of water and drop a little bit of gasoline in it, would you drink it? Why not? It's defiled. It's been defiled. It's been poisoned. If you drink it, it, it could get you really sick. You might even die. That's what sin is, right? For the wages of sin is death. But Jesus came that we might be set free. So rather than drinking that poison, how beautiful did Jesus on the cross make that atonement for us? So that now when God sees you, he doesn't see all the mistakes of your past. He sees you as the destiny he created on the inside of you. He sees you with all the gifts, with all the passion, with all the fruits that you can carry. But we have to ask ourselves, am I willing to pay the price for the life I say I want to live? Am I willing to step out? Is it going to be uncomfortable? Yeah, it is. It might require you to come to church twice on a Sunday. <laughs> it might require you to come on the Thursday night when they start up. Tuesday night, this night, this week. It might require you to do something bold, to wake up an hour earlier because your schedule, you start work at 6, wake up at 5 and encounter the glory of God. God's right there. He's just waiting. There's a, there's a crazy verse in this word that says, so I searched to and fro all the earth to see who I could place my spirit on. God is just searching for someone that says, here I am, God. Send me. He looks at the heart. It doesn't matter where you've been. We can trip ourselves up, and I've been there so much in my life where I think, oh, I've missed the mark too many times. That's all sin is, is missing the mark. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every single one of us, we put ourselves on these pedestals. And the enemy tries to be right there in our ear and say, yeah, you remember you did that? You can't go and preach to these people. Remember you did that? Yeah, that's going to hold you back now. He tries to shame us, but it's for freedom that Christ set us free. So if you're still hanging on to anything, we want to have that opportunity to set you guys free today. To believe that God is for you. And if God be for you, who or what be against you? God is so good. His love for you is beyond anything you could ask or imagine. When he sees you, he only sees the pure love on the inside of you, the pure joy on the inside of you. But we get so defiled in this world. We're called to be in the world but not of the world. So how can we do that? Only through that relationship and hearing from heaven. I can't hope to give you guys faith if I don't have faith in my heart. You guys would be able to read right through me like a book. But I hope you guys can feel the passion that I'm speaking with today. 
It's because I have faith in God that this world is going to be flipped upside down from the believers, that God has a purpose for each and every single person in this room, in this world, and that as we draw into that, as we step into that, we're going to live a life beyond anything we could have ever thought or known. And it's going to be a testament of his glory and his goodness that we're going to be able to look at our life and say, wow, I had no idea I was capable of that. But with God, all things are possible. And maybe I'm talking to someone today and you've been involved in the church and you've been involved with ministry for a long time. But you're burnt out. There's a beautiful psalm, Psalm 51, and it's King David. And I think this is so powerful because it shows really our heart. But King David, there's this story where he committed adultery and then committed murder to try and cover it up. And that sounds really gnarly, right? Like two crazy sins, like being unfaithful to your spouse, taking your buddy's spouse, and then killing your buddy to try and cover it up. That's kind of heavy. But everything that's in the Old Testament manifests itself in the spiritual in the New Testament. Because Jesus said, if you look at a woman with a lustful thought, you've already committed adultery in your heart. And he says, if you have hate towards your brother, you've already committed murder in your heart. God looks at the heart. So in this Psalm, Psalm 51, David prays, create in me a pure heart, O God. Create in me a pure heart. Why did he need a pure heart? Because it had been defiled. And when you're defiled, you've lost your power. When you operate in purity, you're going to operate in power because the spirit of God is a place of purity. And it said, grant me a willing spirit. He needed a spirit that would, even when his flesh said, I want this, that no, I'm going to say yes to what you want, God. Before Jesus went to the cross, three times he prayed, Lord, let this cup be taken away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. He's praying in the garden and the disciples fall asleep. And he says to them three times, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And I don't think he was saying it to the disciples as much as he was saying it to himself. Because he didn't want to have to do that. But he knew that was his purpose, was to redeem you, was to redeem me at the cost of his very life. The one person through all eternity who lived a perfect life that we never could, that loved in the way, that had that relationship with God that was so loving, that met people where they were at. The religious people tried to get him time and time again to turn against his brother, to turn against his sister, but he always freed them. He always met them where they were and loved them into who they could be. That's the characteristic of God. He doesn't want to see you thinking bad about yourself, struggling with yourself, oppressed by your own thoughts. He wants to see you in freedom, in joy, that childlike faith back on the inside of you, that you wake up in the morning literally psyched out of your mind to experience a good life with God, to see beauty. We have perspective, right? And our perspective gives us the ability to see things differently. And we have the opportunity. We can either see and make a heaven out of hell or a hell out of heaven. 
the Lord's Prayer, right, when he teaches us how to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is God's will to be done here on this earth, but it's through us. That's why Jesus taught us to pray that prayer. And when David cried out, restore to me the joy of my salvation. And I think that's something, whether you're here for the first time or here for the hundredth time, it's easy to lose the joy of our salvation and recognize how powerful that is. When Jesus sets us free to live again, to dream again, to be again, it puts something inside of you that you can't help but smile. You can't help but be excited. You can't help but let others know. Even without speaking, they're going to be like, man, why are you the way you are? One of the times, like, I, I skate a lot of professional contests, like the X Games, Dew Tour, all these incredible, massive platforms. But the one thing I get every time, which is amazing, is whether I'm on my board or on my face, because I don't land every single trick, <laughs> the announcers are always like, he's still just as psyched when he makes it as he is when he falls. And that's because it's not about what happens to me. That's what happiness is. I'll be happy if, I'll be happy when, but joy is rooted in something eternal. And our joy can be rooted in Christ, the one who gave his life so that we might live. And I love that verse, John 10, 10. I'm just going to come back to it because I think this is a great place to open up the altar, bring Pastor Jacob back up here. But that whole verse sums up the gospel in one verse. The entirety of the Bible can be summed up in that verse. There's an enemy out there that wants to take your life away, that wants to take the dreams away. But Jesus said, I have come that they may have life. And it's interesting it says may because it's a decision. We have to make that decision to follow Jesus. But then it goes on, and that they may have it to the full. So it's a double charge because if it was just as easy as accepting Jesus, right the moment we do that, we'd be zipped up to heaven. But it's that we're able to experience this life here on earth and let his name be made famous through us, through partnering with him. With God, all things are possible. We can get so stuck and burnt out trying to do things for God. Be well-meaning. Be in the right place. We're in church at the right time. We made it on time, but we have the wrong intention. And we wonder why we feel like we're smashing our head against a wall trying to get our breakthrough. And if I think about my life, even with my dad, we're just searching for the presence of the Father. And I know even when I go home to this day, if my dad has to go run an errand or my mom wants him to go out and buy bread, I'm going to get in the car and go with him because I just want to be in his presence. Because I learned so much from being in the presence of my earthly father. So how much more do we learn in the presence of our heavenly father? And that's what this world desperately needs. It's time for the believers to rise. It's time for the believers to step up and step in. For far too long, they're trying to silence the church right now. They even tried to pass a law in California that said we couldn't worship. You can't sit, you can have church, but you can't sing. And they had all these restrictions. That's not church. That's not what we're called to. We're called to live in freedom. 
I love that you said we don't believe in social distancing. It in itself does not make sense. You cannot be social and distant. It, it doesn't work. And the amount of your breakthrough is in correlation to the amount of your transparency. So we're distancing ourselves out, not being able to be real with each other, putting on these masks. But inside we're broken. Inside we're oppressed. Inside we're addicted. Inside we carry all this. And we wonder why anxiety's through the roof right now. Anxiety's become a real pandemic. Depression. Suicide rates during the time of COVID went up 200%. Mostly young people. People my age. God is not the author of confusion. We know who that is. Steal your dreams, kill your joy, destroy your life. So many lives are perishing right now. It's really so simple, but we overcomplicate it. God just wants to be with us and do life with us. He wants to bless you, guide you, and deliver you into that destiny he created you for. So if you're in this place and you've never experienced that, are we going to do just an altar call real quick? All right, with every head bowed and eye closed, I just want to give you a, the opportunity to encounter Jesus. Maybe for the first time, maybe for the hundredth time, if you feel you need the joy of your salvation restored, like you've been here for years and you just feel worn out, I believe that God wants to refresh you this morning. So God, I just pray right now that you would open their hearts. If that's you and you've never encountered Jesus or you want to encounter him and have that joy restored to you, could you just raise your hand for me? Let me know who I'm praying for. Come on. Thank you, man. God bless you. Thank you. I see that hand. Come on. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Wow. That's what it's all about. Thank you, God. All right, if everyone wants to stand up and repeat this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you today that you so loved me that you sent your one and only son to die on a cross to have that relationship with me. I receive you, Jesus, into my heart, and I pray that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit to lead and guide, to bless and deliver me into the destiny that you created me for. Help me to love, help me to lead, and help me to be everything you've called me to. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Jacob. You know, what he shared today, that John 10.10, I don't know if anybody's told you this. I don't know if you've shared this message anywhere. But the vision for this house, our mission statement is experience life 
with people, power, and purpose. And it comes out of John 10.10. That idea that the devil has come to steal, kill, and destroy. Our mission is that we would experience life with the person of Jesus and with one another. That we would have the power of God being released and manifest. And that we're going to instill purpose. I love the fact, guys, I cannot endorse this message and even this man of God any more than I could. There was a time in the body of Christ where if you're going to get serious about God, well, you need to sell everything and go on the mission field. And I believe in that too, man. We got I love that we got YWAM here and that's what you guys are doing. But I love the fact that it's in the heart of some to be professional skateboarders. That it's in the heart of some to be professional musicians or to move into the realm of politics or move it. You know, if more people would step into what God has called them to do, I'm telling you, the reason we have been able to maintain the liberties that we have is because there's godly men and women who have moved into the position God has called them to be in. It's just very important. What I want to encourage you, you may have prayed that prayer, and I would love to open this up, but you guys saw it was difficult enough to have our healing time. I don't think we could pray for everybody who wanted, but here's what you're going to do. Get plugged into the local church. If you don't have a church home, get plugged into this church. If you're one of our guests who are visiting from somewhere else, if there's a king next to you, I would encourage you to join there. If there's not, you find the most on-fire man or woman of God that you know, and you go to church where they go to church, okay? That's how we're going to experience life, and we're going to move into this and maintain a walk. Now, I've got a blessing for us, but we got some giveaways and some stuff to do. Is that right? How, how are we going to do that? Are we going to? Let's do, okay. So what we're going to do is uh, I want everybody to get back to your seats. If you, I don't think anybody moved, but uh, we're going we're gonna to receive a special offering right now. And we're going we're gonna to receive an offering. Everything that comes in this offering, we're going to give to Brother Beaver. All right. I don't know. Beaver Fleming. I, I want to give you a title. Pastor Beaver. So anyway, we're going to. But I, I want our ushers to come right now. And if uh, I want everybody to do something in this. Uh, if you want a text to give, just put guest and put uh, uh, Beaver Fleming on there. Same thing online. And that drop down. And if you need an envelope, just lift your hand and keep it raised right now. We want to send him on to his next assignment and blessed. They've been working him like crazy. If he's not been preaching in services, he's been doing skate events, and, uh, and uh, it's been awesome. Thank you for spending some time with us, Beaver. It's been awesome. So good. So if you're writing out a check, make that out to Casey. Everything that comes in this offering, we're going to give right over to him. Uh, yeah, to Kings or Casey. And then just after this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless the offering. And are we going to do the, are we going to do that here or out there? We'll do it in here. Okay. So I'm going to bless the offering. And then uh, Brendan and his team, our Eternal Riders guys, they're going to come and we're going we're gonna to do our raffle items. We'll see you guys tonight for our revival prayer time. I think it's going to be real powerful. I'm ready to break into something new. Can I tell you a cool story as you're finishing your offering? Yesterday, no, was it yesterday or Friday? When was the earthquake? Friday. 
that was the first time. So I wrote that that prayer that they that they translated in Hawaiian that our hula team did earlier today, which was awesome. You want to join our hula ministry? That's Fridays at five. Is that right? Five or six? Six o'clock. Um, is Apple here? Oh, I see some of our hula guys in the back. Just find one of our lovely hula ladies back there if you want to get involved in that. But uh, the first time that they performed that. They made that declaration, God send revival. And as they're hitting their, come here. So our hula teacher, I don't think she's in here. Is Apple in here? She had a dream that she was to ask Pastor Jake to write a chant, a prayer over our church. And she did that. And in the dream, as the sticks, you guys saw the sticks that they used to dance. As they used those sticks and chanted, the earth in her dream began to tremble. So the very first time they practiced that song in this church on Friday, there was an earthquake that hit the big island. Isn't that a, signs that make you wonder. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, why don't you take your offering, hold it in your hand. Let's bless it together. Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the ministry of Beaver Fleming and Eternal Riders that they gave up their time. They come. Thank you for the outreach. Thank you for the lives that were impacted. Thank you, mighty God, for all that you're doing in and through this mighty man of God and, and this wonderful ministry team. I just ask, Lord, that even as we receive this offering, God, bless it, increase it, multiply it, give him increased favor and in all that he sets his hands to do mighty God and we just believe Lord for a mighty harvest that even what he has done here Lord you're going to allow him to see it and lay hold of it and all he sets his hands to do bless the givers mighty God we pray in Jesus name amen and amen uh, if you guys will hold up your offering our ushers will come right and uh Brendan who's doing the who's doing the raffle yeah come on you guys You, y'all having fun? You should always have fun in church. If you're not having fun, you might want to find a new church. <laughs> We're always gonna have fun at Kings. I can know that. We're looking for Gabriel, our official raff, uh, raffle usher, raffle guy. That's a tongue twister right there. You put me on. We got this sick surf skate. How great is that? A church wants to bless their community with a surf skate. Yeah. There we go. Before we do that, this is our main one. We are going to raffle off a couple other T-shirts, hats. Yeah. Thank you. You read it off. All right. The first number is going to start with the four numbers. 7370895. Come and claim your prize. Whew. 895, congratulations, come on down. Take a shirt or a hat. Do the shirt, blue or gray. All right. All right, the last three numbers of the ticket, 922, 922. 922. Come on up. Cool. 
We're going to move on to the next one. 840. Congratulations. You can get a shirt or a hat. He went for the shirt. Oh, or the hat. Hey. All right, here we go. What's your name? What's your name? Alex. Give it up for Alex, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Going for the shirt. That'll look good. Last one before the main prize. All right, here it is. It's going to be 898. Huge. 898. Hey, congratulations. All right. All the tickets are going back in for the main land yacht surf skate. Seven three seven zero nine one nine. Hey, come on, give it up. What's your name? What's your name? David. Awesome. Give it up for David, ladies and gents. Well, I'll tell you one thing, he's not walking out of here the same way he walked in here. He's got himself a new skateboard, so be encouraged, Pastor Jacob. All right, why don't we stand? I'm going to speak a blessing over us. I want you to be sure, hey, for everybody, we have ice cream in honor of Father's Day. That'll be available for everybody, and we also have uh, a merchandise table for our eternal riders, so you be sure and check that out as well. Only a couple skateboards, so if you want to skateboard, you better rush. Now, we do have another service that's going to be coming in here, so I would ask. I would love for you to hang out and fellowship, but we'll do it in the hallway as soon as... Uh, so I'm going to speak a blessing. Why don't we lift our hands right now? Today, I speak the blessing of God over you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As Abraham was blessed in every way, may God bless you in every detail of your life. As God blessed Jacob, changing his name to Israel, may your name Christian cause you to be fruitful and multiply in all you set your hands to do. When you're tempted and tried, may you come forth victoriously just as Job, resulting in twice as much as you had before. As you raise your children in the admonition of the Lord, may they in turn grow up godly, bringing honor to your family name. When you honor God with your tithe, may financial and material blessing run you down and overtake you in every area. May the devourer be rebuked and annihilated while others rise up and call you blessed. As you wait on the Lord, obey his word and seek him above all else. May the blessing of strength, courage, protection, and favor be your reward. May the Lord watch over and guard your going out and your coming in. Kings Kona, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his light shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. I bless you in the name of the Father, in the name of Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. Amen and amen. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful Sunday. We'll see you tonight. Go get ice.